Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Thanks for downloading us, as always. Uh, Alex Zane popped in. Hmm. Palace fan. A fairly new Palace fan, as he explained. Uh, Film buff. Got a new podcast out that sounds very interesting. Yeah. Uh, We had a chat with him about that. And we had a bit of a chat, didn't we? We did. We covered a bit of ground at the top of the show. Mm. And then your fixation with Mastermind... Um, we we had a, a special competition for you once again, a yeah. new specialist subject. Very good, I yeah. enjoyed it. So how did Andy fare? What was the specialist subject? You'll find out very shortly. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. And, uh, yeah, lots of chat about Howard Webb and his mm. uh, thing. It's, it's interesting, isn't it, really? I, I'm not sure it's helping. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of like you, you do wonder whether, you know, Sort of serving Michael Oliver up like that, it really helps because we thought he did pretty well. Well, he's got. We said mm. on Monday, and, and I've said it before. He is. I, when I watched him at mm. a game at Spurs earlier this season, I can't remember what game he did, but he just manages games completely differently. He manages games knowing and yeah, with confidence. Best. But that's yeah. not going to help, is it? If he sort of gets, you know, I don't know. Well, no, but he does. He, you know, you know where he stands. As I said, when he when he said that, mm. that I mean, I'm not saying he was right because I thought he could have easily have sent Kovacic off for yeah. the first one, and almost certainly should have booked him for the second one. But he tells you where where he stands. He's basically Howard Webb, 15 years on. Howard Webb was that sort of yeah, ref. he was. He was the best best ref in the league, and he refereed like that. Although he used That's to sort true. Tottenham off now and again. But we won't dwell on that. That's a very interesting appointment by uh, Birmingham, isn't it? John Eustace was doing a good job, and I'm not sure you know the the way they've treated him is that fantastic. Looking at Gary Cook's speech, so we're going to have well, a there may be chat with. I wonder if the, the word karma will come up when we chat yes. when we chat to, and especially as Jeff Peters told us the other day, and I'm sure Dance will reiterate. They've done this before, you know. They've gone, they've gone hmm. down the old uh, starry route. I mean, Wayne Rooney did very well at Derby, and it, the only thing is, we'll yeah. talk to Dance about this. The only thing is that they're, from what Gary Cook has said, they're going to they're going to throw some pretty serious money at it, and they probably wouldn't have done that for John Eustace, whether that's right or wrong or not. But they have got a big name manager now. No, it's true. Certainly, as he was the plan, so maybe they'll throw some money at. Maybe there's an upside from that point of view. Now, you were discussing standing goalkeepers yesterday on the back of Olivier Giroud, I presume. Yeah. And uh, blind Dave Healy got in touch with me. I don't know why he couldn't get in touch with the show. He said, I'm not technical enough to email the show direct. Only right. through you. I, I don't mind. He said, back in the day when mm. I could see a bit, right. I never told the lads how much. I was thrown in goal. 
Strangely enough, we lost 19-0. <laughs> so that was at the stage when Dave knew there was an issue with his eyesight yeah, yeah. that was fading, mm. but he still went between the sticks. <laughs> That's laudable, I'd say, really, I'd the say fact so, you yeah, put yourself definitely. up for it, because a lot of people won't go in goal. Uh, three things to get you going on this afternoon. Uh, yeah, just watching the, the show, match officials mic'd up, it's a bit stilted. I know it's not supposed to be light entertainment, mm. but as we said, what's to, what's to say, you know, just before we see the Christian Romero push against Luton, with their latest single, it's uh, Sleaford Mods. I mean, it would just it would just break things up I, a bit. I, no it? disrespect to Michael Owen, but I think he needs a journalist. He needs somebody with a journalistic mind, and a, you know, it's it's too easy to get, no, get Andy, an easy ride with that. It's stage managed, isn't it? You can yeah, see well, it is. You know, then it has no point. It's, to not, it's it, really. not. It's never going to be Frost Nixon, is it? It's not never really. Be, no. You know, so Howard Webb explains why he thinks, and and so you want someone to say, "Oh, come on!" You want Simon Jordan to do it, do you? Well, would be better. You're talking out your backside, Howard. <laughs> do you think I'm going to let you get away with that? I can't see Michael Owen. You've got more chance of Bewitch coming on and doing their new single. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, we want to zhuzh it up. We we have got the dance. They have the dance troupe kick the show off, mm. and that's uh, Mike Dean and his marching orders. They come on and they do a big dance number. <laughs> Men in black, something here, come, and one, and two. You can see that. So that gets you on site. Yeah. Bit of a shiny sort of floor show feel I think we need for it. Mm. You, we, you've touched on this before. Maybe you can add a bit more to it. What would you like to see? To, just to use it up, because it's quite a dry format, isn't it, I'm finding at the moment. I mean, yeah. I'll sit through it, but it's a bit it like, like the like match of the day. Dave Arch is in the background. Yeah. Howard and Michael are discussing it, and then a couple of professional dancers come and dance in front yeah, of Yeah, that might oh, be They nice. do that bit when they have the singer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that Okay, well, that would, that would sort of slightly <laughs> take your mind off it, wouldn't it? <laughs> okay, then, go on, then do your worst. Uh, the other thing was... Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Andy, you want why, you and the producer had nothing better to do today rather than prepare for the show. <laughs> That's very unfair. To, you were watching the um, India um, game against Afghanistan, yeah. and, and what made this happen? Andy? Well, Cold Deep was bowling, and I yeah. started seeing Cold Deep is your love. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, come yeah. on, let's have your Bee Gees cricket. So, producer came up with Massachusetts. Okay, I'm, so you want Bee Gees? Come yeah. on, let's have your Bee Gees based cricketers. Yeah, uh, you win again on Duckworth Lewis was one of yours. No, it was one of the producers. Oh, right. yeah. I had a couple. Yeah. I had uh, one for the Rices and the Lloyds of this world, uh, Clive talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What else did you have? LBGW. Oh, OK, fair enough. <laughs> Which sounds like something else, but did you, there you go. Did you have anything else? <laughs> I think that's it. Nick Knight fever. Nick Knight fever, of course. Yes. Yeah. So, go on, then do your worst. Talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 8899. Got to be Bee Gees, got to be cricketers. It's got to, yeah, it's definitely got to be that, yeah. Um, what about Murally Than a Woman, says Sean in Salford. <laughs> Heggy in Shrevenham. <laughs> Mike Lever, Mike Lever. That's pretty good, isn't it? Wasn't yeah. it John Lever? John Lever. Yeah, yeah. they, they got the wrong Lever. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, was there a Mike Lever? No, it was, no, it was John Lever. It was John Lever. Peter yeah. Lever and John Lever. He would have been the great alternative to that TMS, uh, TMS wouldn't it? The batsman's holding the bowler's lever. That would, have, that, would have worked, that would have worked just as well, wouldn't it? It would. As, I don't uh, think there was a mic lever. I'm going to look it up now. OK, go on then. You do that. Thanks. Feel free. Um, what did you finish third in? Uh, New Zealand aren't happy that Wayne Barnes uh, is going to be refereeing their game at, at, against Ireland. Uh, because at one time, hmm. after uh, previous problems with him, he was voted the third most hated man in New Zealand. Oh, dear. So I, I've not looked up one and two. It could get, all get a bit dark. But it just struck me. I mean, what a great claim to fame that is. <laughs> Hello there. Wayne. He doesn't speak like that. Wayne Barnes, uh, third most hated man in New Zealand. Um, I just wondered what... Listeners, it's a real Charlie's choice. What did you finish third in?
Well, I know one very famous moment, which was when David... Hello, there goes my microphone. microphone yeah. When David Hemery won the uh, gold medal in 1968, famously the commentator, I think it was David Coleman. David Coleman, yeah. yeah. Hemery for Great Britain, Hemery for, for Great Britain, and who cares who's third? Who cares who's third? And it happened to be... John Sherwood. John Sherwood, that's right. So he definitely cared that he was yeah, third. Yeah, he cared he was third. So what did you finish third in? Uh, when did you come third? Let us know. Talksport.com. Uh, com text eight ten eighty nine tweet tsh and j maybe you were the or if you were the first or second most hated man in uh, New Zealand feel free to tell us what you did that was worse than uh, saw off the All Blacks in a game of rugby um, so I'll have those um, I can I came third in a karaoke competition with my mates misses we sang Brian Adams and Mel C's when you're gone we won a bottle of wine which he kept. But I was happy with being joint third best singer in the White Horse Pub in London, Colney, <laughs> says Pat. Well, that's good. That's a that's good, good start, Pat. For what Topper Peters in. has come through from Leicester. Oh, yes. He says, for whom the Ian Bell tolls, and you're thinking, I don't remember that song of the Bee Gees. Oh, no, he comes through. For whom the Bell tolls was a 1993 hit for the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, everybody remembers that everybody one. Can, everybody <laughs> can wiki album tracks, <laughs> Phil, but for goodness sake. <laughs> What about Dale Stain Alive? Oh, very good. Osman from Birmingham. That is good. Well that done. is good. Well done. Yeah, that's Osman. Well done. Uh, to love somebody line. <laughs> <laughs> Says Steve in East Yorkshire. Very we good. knew you'd be better than, very uh, funny. better than us at this. So, yeah, go on then. All right, Jeff Peters, now I've heard it. Sean in Salford also suggested it, when the Ian Bell tolls. Number yeah. four hit in 1993. Yeah. Not just an album track. No. <laughs> now I've heard it. I, I, yes. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. And uh, Andy and the producer, uh, earlier on before I came in uh, to the office, they were gig- I came in, they were giggling away. I thought, mm. they were, I, thought I was being bullied. <laughs> but that were actually... Um, they were coming up with Bee Gees uh, songs uh, for cricketers. Yeah. Cold and Deep Is Your Love. Cold Deep Is Your Love was the, was the springboard for it. So um, we thought you should join in. John in Brighton says, Who Can Forget Petula Clark's uh, famous homage to the former Middlesex and England wicketkeeper with the song Downton. <laughs> not the Bee Gees. Why have I included it? Oh, I've no, said we've got no rules and I've included the committee, it. committee. Yeah, sorry about outraged. that. I've let one sneak through. You shouldn't have got that in there. <laughs> That's very bad. Owen again, as in Owen Morgan. Um, <laughs> Owen again, Matt. Not bad. Some staining, I don't yeah. know about that. Uh, Wakar Eunice should be dancing. Uh, to Andy <laughs> in Newport. Sorry. Is that any good? Does that work? No, I quite like that one. I think we had a very similar one from Bob in Arbroath. What did Bob hmm. come up with? He came up with, you should be Uravsing. Um, <laughs> what about the Jonathan Ag New York mining disaster, says Andy in Mansfield. <laughs> yeah, very good. Pretty good. That's a good one. Yeah. How deep is your glove? One for the wicket keepers. <laughs> Banjo the Gooner. <laughs> you like that one, do I you? do like that one, yeah. Okay. Um, what did you finish third in? Uh, Wayne Barnes at one time, the third most unpopular man in New Zealand. So what did you finish third in? Uh, this comes from KJ in Swansea. My band, Suzanne's Garden, finished third in the Battle of the Bands in 1995. I felt it was a clear and obvious error, a decision which deserves a <laughs> retrospective VAR decision. I think that may, ship yeah, may we'll have shipped me Yeah, we'll get them <laughs> to the Michael Anyway, before we go back, let's take it. Yeah, right, yeah. that would be good. Let's have a look at KJ's band, Suzanne's Garden, back in 1995. <laughs> 
Um, I came third in Scalectric's rally car competition. Got a medal Ooh, as well, said right. Legsy. Yeah, still bad, proud yeah. of himself. Um, yes, this is Alan, uh, third best buyer of Sainsbury's gluten-free chocolate biscuits in England. They actually wrote to congratulate me. I think Charlie Baker may have been first. He says he's going for first next year, Alan. Okay. Um, and this is Smarty from Kent. He says, I finished third in the fancy dress competition at school. That was made to take part in as punishment. <laughs> That's nice. Is Charlie gluten intolerant? He is, yeah. As opposed to me, who's just intolerant. Yeah, yes, I said that yesterday, <laughs> yes. Uh, Charlie did something very annoying on air yesterday. He sang the theme tune to Coronation Street. And oh, it was I incredibly see. annoying. Oh, and I said, well, anyway, Andy will be with me tomorrow. And let's be honest, he can be pretty annoying as well <laughs> when he puts his watch <laughs> in a different way. Yeah, anyway, true. I finished third in a fancy dress competition at school. I was made to take part in as a punishment, uh, says, yeah, smartly from Kent. Um, yes, uh, we had to base the costume on something that was going on in the world. My mum dressed me up as a tree for saving the rainforest. It was basically a long box with branches sprouting out. It was, I was so tight on it, I could only just shuffle my feet. And as part of the final three, you had to do a kind of lap so you could have a look at you. It took me 15 minutes to get round, then I fell over, <laughs> flat on my face, the shouts of timber. <laughs> That's Ended good. up with third spot with... Uh, I, I got a one-pound book voucher. No, not bad. Uh, I take it it was a long time ago. So uh, keep those coming. Buy a lot of books, can you, for a pound? <laughs> oh, really? What did you finish third in? Uh, let us know this afternoon, and uh, we'll take your Bee Gees-based cricket songs. You can keep those coming. And we were talking earlier on to Ian Danter about the next five games, as Adam mm. would say, for Wayne Rooney at Birmingham. And uh, Andy from Leicester, he can't wait for December the 16th oh, he's when right. it's the Wagatha Derby Blues v uh, yeah oh, versus the Vardy's Leicester City that will be interesting it certainly will be so yeah uh, keep them coming 03717 talksport.com text 1889 tweet TSH&J now you, if you listen to the show you'll be aware of Andy's obsession with Clive Myrie on Mastermind and the the long descriptions he gives to the specialist subject. Yeah. I do like the way he does the show. Don't get brilliant. me wrong. I'm we want to get him in. He's fan. a big city fan, Clive. Yeah. We're, de- we're trying to we're trying to he get him in. He was in the building, but he avoided us. Oh, we did. Well, no, I don't mean he did Recently. it on purpose. No, was but we perhaps he knew I was in. Yeah, well, I, you know, as I said, you are a bit annoying. So um, anyway, Andy, yes, <laughs> what's, uh, very harsh. What have What have you noticed this week well, from Mastermind? Uh, yes, uh, and it's quite interesting this because I've been doing a bit of research. After Afterwards, and right. uh, the first one was the battleship. Good job you don't take it serious. Well, I do it? take it. I take my job very seriously. Yeah. The battleship Bismarck. Oh yeah. The heavily armoured. And I always went. Now I must do this bit that Clive goes. Yes. He always says yes for some reason. Okay. I don't know why. Like I'm not going to say no, is he? Yes. The heavily armoured German battleship dispatched to attack. Um, Allied convoys in the Atlantic, which was sunk in May 1941 after only eight days at sea. Oh. I've written, not Bob Bismarck and Sons of the Plumbers. <laughs> and actually, I looked it up. There is a Bismarck Plumbing, 419 Marietta Drive, North Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> For all okay. your North Dakota plumbing yeah. needs. I mean, obviously, if you're living in Cleck Eaton, that's not going to be a lot of good to you, is it? <laughs> not really. You can't come around with these rods. It'll take him three... He'll be back. It'll take him about three days to get there. Uh, Sid Barrett. That was the next one. Oh, from Pink Floyd. That's right. The yeah. enigmatic and troubled musician yeah. and artist. I didn't know that bit. He was a founder member of Pink Floyd who wrote much of the band's early material. Don't say not the plumber, because I bet there are hundreds of plumbers. Sydney Derek Barrett, 92-year-old former plumber, was the only one I could find. <laughs> Fair enough. 
God, you do do some research. I do, really. OK, anything else? The life and career of Magic Johnson. Oh, yeah. The American basketball star, <laughs> born in Lansing, Michigan in 1959. Who cares? And widely regarded as one of the greatest players of all time. He yeah. certainly was. There's no Magic Johnson, the plumbers. I didn't even bother to check that one out. <laughs> No, Magic Johnson, um, that's not a bad name for a plumber. That's not bad, is it? Yeah. I was thinking, though, why don't contestants who go on Mastermind go on the wheel? They'd win a fortune. Or they win on the Mastermind. It's like a little glass trophy. What's the point? Oh, okay. Whereas on the wheel, they'd win, like, you know, they could win. A materialistic take on (laughs) on life. Probably. As you get spin, look at Fred Housego, the spin offs he got, the uh, the cab driver all those years. That's true. Became a mainstream celebrity. Not many people do on Mastermind these days. No. But, Andy, you like to say. We like to set you a specialist subject, yes, don't we, right, every yeah. week, to see how you'd do if you were on Mastermind. Not one, very well, is One the of the talk sport presenters uh, will be on Mastermind soon. We'll keep our powder dry. It's his mm. story to tell, not ours. But one of the talk sport presenters mm. recorded a celebrity Mastermind recently, um, and he'll tell you when he's ready. So mm. It is a he, so that's a bit of a clue. Anyway, um, we move on. And uh, your subject today... <laughs> Alan. What Alan's specialist subject would be? <laughs> I, I wonder what it would be. Bolly. It would be the history of Bollinger Champagne. The well-known champagne, Alan Brazil. Yeah. Um, anyway. The sparkling drink. Yeah, yeah, we get the idea. Go on. Uh, so your specialist subject today is? The TV show Monk. TV show Monk? Monk. Not on anymore, but how many series did it run for? Can you Eight remember? Eight series, okay. I believe. Yeah, and uh, I was a massive fan. I know you were. You watched mm. them all, didn't you? I did. That doesn't okay. mean I'll remember anything about it, of course. Well, let's try it. Um, okay. Let's bring you your specialist subject is the TV show Monk. Your time starts now. Okay, do we have any music? We don't have any music over this, do we? We had the, <laughs> had the, music. Had the music, sorry. Okay, your time starts now. There's no <laughs> clock, really. It's the radio can see. Who wrote and performed the theme tune? It's a jungle out there. Oh, uh, oh, oh, I, yes. Uh, Randy something. Yeah, no, of course no. it is, yeah. Oh, he's famous. He does loads of things. Randy Newman. Randy Newman, that's yeah. right. Uh, what was Monk's first name? Adrian. Okay, it could have been worse. Uh, which city police department does Monk work for? San Francisco. Oh, well done. What is the name of Monk's brother? Ooh. That pass. Was, oh, okay, pass. Mm, okay. Uh, Monk is famed for having many phobias. How many phobias did he have? 110? No, that's wrong. 312. Oh, what right. is the name of Monk's psychiatrist? Oh, he, he died during the show, actually. Not, not if you, what, the actor uh, or the, the character? Actor, the actor. Okay, oh, a bit dark. Remember. Keep it light, yeah, Andy. Well, if you can. What's his name? Um, I can't remember. Pass. Okay, well, you're passing. Okay, I'll bring <laughs> you back to that. Uh, what are the words that precede the scene in every episode where Monk reveals how the crime was committed? <laughs> oh, I should know this. Uh, <laughs> well, I know it's your specialist subject. <laughs> I know. Not there's been a murder. <laughs> no, no, that's a different um, show. No, I can't remember. Okay, going to pass. Uh, what was Monk's nurse who then became his assistant? Sharona. Sharona Fleming, I'll give you that, yes. Uh, what is the, who is the head of the Homicide Division of the San Francisco Police Department? Leland Stottlemyre. Oh, well done, Andy. <laughs> and who played Monk? Um, Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub, yes. Uh, well, there you are. You passed on three. Uh, can't believe I'm doing this. <laughs> what is the name? <laughs> Getting right into it. Gone, you are. Gone quite meta, you could take I? over from Clive oh, when he yeah. packs it in. What is the name <laughs> of uh, Michael Owen? Will get the gig. <laughs> he's been so good on. He's been so good on Mike Tup, hasn't he? he would, what yeah. is the name of Monk's brother? It was Ambrose. Oh yeah. Um, the uh, Monk psychiatrist was Doctor Charles Krogers. Oh, God. Yes. And you know it now, don't you? I do. Always the way. Always the way. Yeah. And the words that precede the scene in every episode where Monk reveals how the crime was committed to us. Here's what happened. Oh yeah. 
So well Good done, Andy. Question. One, two, well three, done. four, five, six. Six out of ten. Not bad. Not great. On the monk, for all you monk completists out there, <laughs> of which there are probably about two, or one of which is Andy. <laughs> so there we are, more mastermind nonsense next week. Alex Zane popping into the studio. We're going to enter the world of movies. There's a new sports movie coming out. I'm quite excited mm, by okay. it. I found out an, uh, an old mate and colleague of ours is involved in it as well as uh, mm. Taika Waititi, who's made some fantastic films, so it's got a mark of quality about it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Joined in the studio now by uh, presenter, podcaster, Palace fan, we have subsequently discovered. <laughs> um, Alex Zane, he has a new podcast out, uh, A Trip to the Movies. Alex, good to see you. Lovely to see you guys. Thanks for having me Coming on. Coming in. Do you get to sell us much? What, why Palace for you? Well, so um, I work with a friend. I started working with him about three years ago called Chris Tilly. Hello, mm -hmm. Chris. I know he's listening and he's very pleased to hear you asked that question. <laughs> uh, he discovered that I wasn't a football supporter in any way, shape or form. He was like, well, you should support Palace then. Took me to Selhurst Park, watched Palace play Hartlepool and the FA Cup a couple of years ago. And from then on, I've been a Palace fan, a, pa a Palace tourist fan. Right. I wouldn't profess to know the ins and outs, but I do know we're doing quite well. It's a good hmm. it's a good atmosphere there. It's a good club to go to if, you, if you're new to it, because you think, oh, are all football grounds like this? And sadly, not all of them are, because they, they do make a lot of noise. And it definitely always used to be like that. It was a concerted effort, I think, to, hmm. to ratchet it up. And it works very well, I Well, think. I certainly came away with Glad all over, going round and round <laughs> in my head. Absolutely. <laughs> certainly would. So the podcast, The Trip, to the movies you're known for doing a lot of work in this area so tell us more about that um thank you for asking yeah a trip to the movies so shortly after the lockdown cinema was on its knees basically mm. uh people's viewing habits changed my viewing habits changed we all got used to watching filmers on streamers at home the latest movies were coming out on streamers and 
Following that lockdown, obviously, cinema was kind of on its knees, so I got together with my producer friend, Grant, both movie fans, and we thought, what can we do to try and remind people that cinema is still probably the best place to watch a film? Mm. And so we got Famous Faces to take us on their perfect night out at the cinema. So oh. it's kind of an immersive experience. We start in the foyer with who they take with them, what snacks they buy, and then we start talking about their movie memories. One of the most popular questions on it is, what is your unpopular movie opinion? So we get people, it's it's basically a movie that you love that everyone hates or a movie that you hate that everyone loves and that gets that's more good. likely see that's it? interesting yeah. because have you uh, movies you've walked out of I mm. think is quite interesting I mean I rarely do that you've paid your money mm. and you know you think I'm going to see this through I'm not enjoying it but I will see it through I walked out of Matrix 3 but I hadn't seen Matrix 1 or 2 <laughs> <laughs> it was quite that, a problem that'll do it <laughs> that, it's famously a know, complex story. I don't know what was going on <laughs> only you Andy in the Larry David Envelope would come into the, the series at number three and then work wow. their way back. Wow, yeah. It's interesting, though, you talk about walking out of the cinema. It rarely happens, but if you're watching a movie at home, you're probably, if you're not enjoying it, yeah. you're going to turn it off. You're going to go, look, I'm not going to waste my time on this. Yeah. It's two clicks that I've made to watch this. So actually, when you go to the cinema, you are immersed in the film a lot more. You're sort of going to give it more time. It's, I think the whole effort of going to the cinema basically creates a worth to the movie that you're yeah. watching. I've restarted going to the cinema in the last pu- couple of years, and it is yeah. great. I mean, the Barbie film, for example, we saw, and it's it's fantastic on a big screen. And my grandkids were saying, oh, we've, we've watched it at home, and I was thinking, that's a shame, because it's not as good. It can't be as good. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I went to the Barbie screening, and it was just lovely to see cinemas packed again. Yeah. Like, which is, you know, it that hasn't was weird, been... wasn't it? That The Oppenheimer thing that went on, and <laughs> yeah. everybody just seemed to... Those two movies, yeah. Yeah, Barbenheimer was yeah. A, a thing that no mm. one could have foreseen, <clears throat> least of all probably Robert J. Oppenheimer, yeah. who, uh, who was who was alive when Barbie was invented and so possibly could have looked across a room, <laughs> seen a Barbie doll, and never would it have crossed his mind that <laughs> 60 years from then he'd be having his name mashed up with a doll. Yeah, it's... Um, the way people watch films in cinemas, though, it's something we saw before the pandemic. I wonder if it's been accentuated by it. That thing of when you watch at home, you can have a look at your phone, you can talk to your mate, mm. you can suddenly take a call, mm. which is massively annoying. Um, I mean, this this it is an issue, isn't it? I mean, off, there are certain films you go and see, that won't be the case. Most of the people in the audience are there to, to watch that film. But if you go and see a Marvel or something, if you go and see a blockbuster or maybe even the Barbie film, mm. you're going to get a lot of that around you, aren't you? I mean, one of the questions we ask on a trip to the movies is, what is your worst experience in the cinema? And mm. I'd say a good 50% of the answers are people on their phones, which is still, um, I mean, as a film fan, unbelievable that you'd mm. sit in the cinema and go, I mean, look, we are all addicted to our phones now. That is a fact. So it's understandable. But, you know, when you... I mean, it's my it's my church is the cinema. So mm. it's just like, how the, how can you do that? The way you... I did a bit of film reviewing years and years ago when I worked up in Cambridge. And we used to go to the cinema in the centre of Cambridge, both with me and the bloke from the Cambridge News normally, just sitting there <laughs> at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning watching a film. It's not a good way to preview a film, is it? I mean, you probably see a lot of films yeah, like true. that. How often do you go back and say, actually, I want to watch that in a cinema full of people? Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I go to a lot of press screenings, mm. early screenings, and... And yeah, film journalists are a difficult crowd and you do not fundamentally get the same experience as when you go on a Friday night to a packed cinema. And it is 
that communal experience. You know, if you're watching a comedy and you're surrounded by people laughing, you're more inclined to laugh. You're watching mm. a horror movie, the communal experience of people being terrified at exactly the same moment as you is a really, really connective thing. Yeah, having said it to your church, have you walked out? And I'll give you mine. It was Peggy Sue Got Married. Okay. Do you remember all those years ago, Kathleen Turner and uh, mm-hmm. Nicolas Cage? I remember that film. I, yeah. I just couldn't be doing with it. I realised it, it was Nicolas Cage's voice which sounded like Boo Boo from Yogi <laughs> Bear's sidekick. <laughs> and I was almost close to that point and to do a Paul Whitehouse from The Far Show and just stand up and say... Anyone fancy a pint? <laughs> In the end, I just, it was terrible. Well, I went to see uh, Peggy Sue Got Married 3 without seeing the first two. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, I, uh, I mean, that I didn't know what was going that on. That third marriage, that's right. You hadn't seen the first two husbands, had you? <laughs> so, who, who have you had on? Give us some of the people that are coming up or you've had on. Ooh, we've had all sorts on. You should come on as a film fan. Oh, yeah, I'd love like. to. Be great. I'd love to, yeah. Uh, we've had the Rocketman director, Dexter Fletcher. Oh, yeah. He oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, his unpopular movie opinion which is kind of funny seeing as he started out as a child actor obviously he played Babyface famously yeah. Bugsy Malone mm. uh, his unpopular movie opinion is child actors ruin a lot of his favourite movies <laughs> so <laughs> Aliens for example Newt the little girl in Aliens mm. he really didn't like her John Connor in Terminator 2 didn't like him so that was his unpopular movie opinion we've had uh, we've had uh, a very own Andy Goldstein oh, right. on the show yeah he had, <laughs> he had a controversial take Andy's take was that Cinema popcorn Hmm. is exactly the same, whether it's sweet or salted. It tastes no different. It's a complete scam. (laughs) They put the same popcorn in two different containers and just give you it and tell you it. That is a controversial opinion. Yeah, that is bold, isn't it? He also picked one of the questions is, uh, what is your favourite movie quote? Hmm. And he picked Michael Caine's line from Escape to Victory. So it's the scene where, obviously, they're half-time in the football Hmm. match. A ladder comes through into the changing room. It's like... Right, we can all escape. We're POWs in this camp. Let's escape now. And Michael Caine goes, hang on, we can win this. And no one goes, are you mad? Are you mad? We can escape this camp. And you want to continue the second half on the off chance you might win. That tells you just how important football is. Pele loved his football. Pele Pele definitely would have stuck around. Even if most of them had gone, he would have gone out and played on his own. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded uh, this afternoon on TalkSport. Um, we'll be back tomorrow, myself and Charlie. But Andy, you'll be popping up for the birthday spread. I, I am, yeah. I'm looking forward to What's it. What's the quality of the material like this week? Not bad. Not bad. Okay, high <laughs> praise indeed. So I do hope you can join us from one, if not the podcast, as always, will be available at four. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.